This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's the preview show. It's the No Name Never podcast. And welcome to the preview show brought to you by the Known and Never podcast. And it's another midweek special. It is not Friday night, it is Tuesday night. Um, I'm your host, Natalie Bromley, and joining me as ever is the main man himself, the headliner of the preview show. And that is, of course, Dave Statman-Roberts. Dave, welcome to the midweek Tuesday, not Friday night preview show special. Yeah, we'll have to get used to these. We've got a few more uh, midweek matches to come, haven't we? I know. It might actually be worth getting our voiceover guy to record a new introduction because, um, yeah, and actually as well, next season when we're playing in the Championship, we're going to be playing a lot of Tuesday games. We might as well get some more jingles done. Uh, yeah, I'm still a bit I'm still a bit upset about yesterday's board draw at home to Watford. But let's not dwell on that, Dave. Let's not dwell. Because we've got a very exciting preview show tonight. Why is it exciting? Tell our listeners. Uh, it's a milestone game. It's uh, finally come round. It's Burnley's five thousandth league game. So that's in history. Okay. Going all the way back to eighteen eighty eight. So that includes football league and Premier League games more recently. Yes. Excellent. Well, congratulations, Burnley, on a milestone achievement. And we will, I'm sure, come back to that at various stages throughout this preview show. But before we do that, we, of course, have a quiz question, which we need to give you an answer to. Very quick turnaround time this week. We only gave you literally a day to get our answers into us. It is now Sunday night as we are recording the preview show in advance of Tuesday's game. So if you've not got your answers in yet, I'm sorry, you're a bit too late. Um, Dave, the question that you set our listeners was... Burnley have scored 45 goals in the 22 past matches played between Burnley and Watford at Turf Moor in all competitions. But which Burnley player is the top scorer in those games? What was the answer and did we get any correct submissions? Uh, Well, the correct answer was... Andy Cook, uh, he scored five goals in those matches. He was the uh, top scorer overall. Um, Gareth Taylor, in fact, scored a first-half hat-trick, so he scored three goals in 45 minutes. Uh, That was in a 7-4 home defeat, uh, but they were the only home goals that he scored against Watford, Uh, and he was in second place on his own. And although he's not a Burnley player, Watford's Michael Chopra, uh, he also scored four of Watford's seven goals in that game. 
at the same one in 2003. But the top scorer, Burnley player, uh, was Andy Cook with five. Ah, um, we did also get. Uh, did anybody get the? Sorry, did you get? Did you get anybody get any correct answers? Uh, we did. We got what? Just one correct answer. Uh, David Entwistle was in touch. He sent us a direct message on Twitter uh, to correctly tell us it was Andy Cook. So well done to David for being the only one to get the uh, answer correct this week. Yeah, definitely. And I do need to give a shout out to my teammates in the team, none and ever, who. Quite frankly, had quite a, a, dare I say, cocky attitude to getting this one this week in our private WhatsApp group thread. They were all absolutely convinced it was Gareth Taylor and I had to let them down gently and say no. So the whole team guessed wrong. So no lollipops for any of you. Well, you do not have to wait very long for another quiz question, listeners. All you need to do is just hang around till the end of the show and Dave will set you another exciting quiz question so do not go anywhere Premier League head to head well, let's crack on Dave because we have a show to do we have a, a game to preview and it is of course Manchester United at home Tuesday the 8th of February 8 o'clock kickoff live on BT Sport we are going to ask you to kick off and tell us all about the history of this fixture please Dave starting with Premier League meetings yeah, Burnley have faced Manchester United at Turf Moor in all of our previous seven Premier League campaigns before this one. And yet, we've only had a single victory to show for our efforts. Uh, we'll come back to that one and only win from a very, very special evening at Turf Moor, as it just happens to be the focus of our memory match for the next section. Uh, but if you're after a headline stat, uh, I can let you know the bad news that since then, we've faced the Red Devils at Turf Moor in another six matches and Burnley haven't been able to score a goal in any of them. Uh, We were able to earn a point from a goalless draw in August 2014, but since then there have been three 2-0 defeats and two 1-0 defeats, including last season, when Marcus Rashford crossed for Paul Pogba to volley in the only goal from the edge of the box to net the only goal of the game. Um, After successive 0-0 draws at Arsenal and at home to Watford, we know we'll need to score some goals if we're to start winning games. But recent history suggests that scoring goals against Manchester United will not be an easy task. No, indeed, it certainly won't. Memory match! Uh, What have you picked then for our memory match, Dave? Uh, Yeah, for our memory match, let's return back to August 2009. Uh, After a disappointing defeat, 2-0 away at Stoke City on the opening day of the season, the previous Saturday, it was time for Premier League football to come to Turf Moor for the very first time. It was also Burnley's first top-flight home game since 1976, and the first chance for many of us to see our team play at the very highest level. Uh, The atmosphere pre-match was electric, but that was nothing compared to the roar and subsequent celebrations that greeted Robbie Blake's powerful volley at the cricket field end after 19 minutes, which had us believing that it might just spring a surprise on the reigning league champions. Uh, Just before half-time, our goal-scoring hero, Robbie Blake, conceded a penalty at the other end after a foul on Patrice Evra, but upstepped the beast, Brian Jensen, to save Michael Carrick's spot kick. In total, United had 18 shots, with nine of those on target, but a strike force which included Michael Owen, Wayne Rooney and also captain Ryan Giggs could not find a way through a resolute Burnley defence, and we held out for a very memorable 1-0 win. Oh, lovely. On this day! Um, What's happened then on this day in previous years? 
Oh, lots. Uh, there have been just four Burnley wins, though, in pr uh, 17 previous competitive matches played on the 8th of February. We failed to win any of the first seven matches we played on this date prior to World War II. Uh, to begin with, there was a trio of defeats at home to Everton in 1890, a 4-3 defeat at home to Aston Villa in 1897, and a 2-1 away defeat at Fulham in 1908. Although he managed to stop the rot with a 3-3 draw at Bristol City in 1913, the next two games we played on the 8th of February resulted in two more defeats in away games. Uh, they were at Aston Villa again in 1928 and at Sheffield Wednesday two years later in 1930. At 1936 saw a 1-1 draw against Newcastle United at St James's Park. Uh, things didn't get much better after the war. We drew 0-0 at Luton Town in 1947, but didn't play again on this date for another 17 years. Uh, that was a 3-2 defeat to Arsenal. And then in 1967, we had the tough trip to Italy to face Napoli in the European Cup. We'd already won the first leg, 3-0, and following an eventful 0-0 draw, the team had to get an armed escort back to the airport after the game, which was dubbed the Battle of Naples. Burnley's goalkeeper, Harry Thompson, was the hero of the game with a magnificent performance to keep a clean sheet and also included a penalty save. Uh, we then had to wait until 1975 for our first win on this date at the 11th attempt. That was a 2-0 home win against Leicester City with second-half goals from Ray Hankin and Keith Newton. In 1983, Burnley travelled to Anfield to face Liverpool in the first leg of the League Cup semi-final, or the Milk Cup as it was that season. Uh, the Clarets playing in all yellow had their chances, most notably from Derek Scott, but the home side ended up as 3-0 winners on the night. Incidentally, this was also the first Burnley game I ever watched. Uh, nine years later, in 1992, Mike Conroy scored the only goal of the game, just before half-time, as Burnley beat Lincoln City 1-0 at Turf Moor, which took us back to the top of the 4th Division. Our final match on this date in the last millennium was in 1997 when York City were the visitors to Turf Moor and came away with a 2-1 win after a last-minute winner from Scott Jordan. Since the turn of the millennium, we're unbeaten on this date with Ian Cox's goal earning a 1-0 win at Coventry in 2003, followed by a 3-1 home win over Millwall in 2014. That included two from Danny Ings, who also failed to convert a penalty. Uh, most recently of all, we drew 2-2 at home to West Brom with goals from Ashley Barnes and that man again, Danny Ings. Uh, to summarise then, for our overall record for the 8th of February is played 17, won 5, uh, won 4, drawn 5, lost 8, uh, with 22 goals for and 29 against. Statman Dave's Stat of the Week. Well, we... Start, mentioned at the start of the show that this match is a special one as it will be Burnley's 5,000th league game. So hopefully, if you're going to dig deep into those pockets of yours, Dave, and give our listeners a very special 5,000th league game episode, Stat of the Week. Or Stats of the Week, plural, yes. Oh, Stats. have more than one. Uh, yes, we do indeed have a very special game. The, the game on Tuesday evening is yet another milestone in the uh, long and distinguished history of Burnley Football Club. Uh, in 1888, we joined forces with 11 other clubs to establish the English Football League. The first matches were played in September of that year, and 134 and a half years later, we're now preparing for League Game 5000. In Burnley's 4,999 League Games to date, there have been 1,913 Burnley wins, 
1,230 draws and 1,856 defeats. Uh, our goal difference over the entire period is minus 36, with 7,281 conceded and 7,245 scored. Uh, Preston North End are the only other club so far to reach the 5,000 league game milestone when they played Derby County in July 2020 at an empty Deepdale due to lockdown restrictions. North End lost that match 1-0 with Wayne Rooney scoring the only goal for the party-pooping visitors with a free kick. Uh, Burnley have faced 107 different clubs so far in the league. Uh, we've only faced eight clubs in all four tiers. They are Blackpool, Bolton, Cardiff, Carlisle, Grimsby, Leighton Orient, Preston and Swansea. In terms of previous milestone games, our first league match was a 5-2 defeat against Preston North End at Deepdale in September 1888. The thousandth game was another defeat just over 100 years ago as we lost 3-2 to Blackburn Rovers at Ewood Park on the 4th of February 1922. We also lost our 2000th league game. Can you see the trend here? Uh, Yeah, (laughs) sadly. Uh, That was a 2-1 defeat at Sunderland in November 1952. Uh, League game 3000 took place in October 1976 and was a remarkable 4-4 draw against Charlton Athletic at Turf Moor. And League game 4000 was yet another defeat as we lost 2-0 to Northampton Town at Turf Moor in December 1998. Uh, What will the future bring? Well, who knows? But let's hope we can start with a win on Tuesday in League game 5000. Yeah, definitely. Scouting report! Well, that's the end of the first half of this preview show. So for the second half, we're going to bring ourselves back up to date with the present, starting with our scouting report. Yeah, Manchester United are yet another club which has seen a managerial change since the season began. Former player, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, had been in charge at Old Trafford since December 2018, initially on a a caretaker basis, but he uh, took the role on permanently. Uh, But he and the club parted ways in November. Um, After a brief spell with Michael Carrick in caretaker charge, the club's owners brought in Ralph Rangnick as an interim manager on a contract until the end of the season, after which he's due to stay on in a consultancy role for another two years. When we previewed the reverse fixture in December, we already mentioned the summer transfer acquisitions, namely Jadon Sancho, Rafael Varane, Cristiano Ronaldo and also ex-Claret Tom Heaton. But United were one of the clubs who didn't feel they needed to bring any new players in during the January transfer window. Uh, So far, Ralph Rangnick has played with a back four and has either used a 4-4-2 formation, as he did in the reverse fixture at Old Trafford, or variations of 4-2-3-1 or 4-2-2-2. Although they have an abundance of talent at their disposal, they have underachieved in recent seasons compared to their city rivals and also the likes of Liverpool, who have both been far more consistent. Uh, Their only players who seem to be ruled out at the present time are Eric Bailly through injury and Mason Greenwood, who appears to have far more serious issues to face at the present time. Uh, The likes of Lingard, Lindelof, Cavani, Sancho and Bruno Fernandes could possibly be in contention for Tuesday, although perhaps no more once Ralph Rangnick has given his pre-match press conference. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is United's top Premier League goalscorer so far this season with eight and is closely followed by Bruno Fernandes with seven. In terms of FPL points, Bruno Fernandes is their top point scorer with 98, followed by David De Gea in second place with 90, and Cristiano Ronaldo in third with 86. 
Well, you've heard our thoughts about our visitors, listeners, but for balance, we do like to bring you the thoughts of our regular guests in our opposition view section. This week, we have father and son duo, Johnny and Oscar, who give us their look ahead of the game. Opposition view. Hello, Burnley fans. This is John. This is Oscar. Um, and we're here to talk about Man United for the opposition view. Um, so quickly, just kind of looking back on how things have been going since we were last on, wasn't that long ago, we appear to both be having pretty terrible seasons. I don't think Burnley have won since October. Um, and we've just been dumped out of the FA Cup. And then there's obviously been some really grim news off the pitch, which we're not going to talk about. Um, aside from that, there's been a few departures in the transfer window from the first team. So Martial, Van der Beek, Ahmad have all moved on. Doesn't leave Ragnit with a huge amount of options when he's picking his team. But uh, I'm hoping on the plus side, maybe getting rid of a few sulky faces is going to help with team spirit and general morale. Certainly in the FA Cup match against Middlesbrough, that actually looked really good. Not the most testing opposition, but... Uh, the attacking play was good, created a huge amount of chances, 30 shots. So that was good to see. And the formation uh, seems to have settled. Um, it's a 4-3-3 now with one withdrawn midfielder. Um, so after all this 4-2-2-2 stuff, we seem to have kind of settled in something which suits the players a bit better. Um, so, Oz, what's the team news? Well, Fred and Tellers have both just tested positive for COVID. I wouldn't have been surprised if they started this game, but... Obviously not anymore. Cavani and Lingard are both going to be back in the squad, despite a bit of an awkward situation. I don't think the team, the starting eleven, will really change, except for De Gea, who'll come back in for Dean Henderson. Cool. And then uh, what's your prediction in terms of the score? Um, I think if we actually convert some chances, we'll look quite solid defensively. I reckon hopefully a 2-0. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting to see um, the, the the new guy up front. Looks like an upgrade on Chris Wood and probably caused some problems from set pieces, which we tend to struggle with. Um, we never seem to keep a clean sheet, so maybe Burnley will smuggle a goal of us, but I'm going to go for 3-1, hoping that we turn all those chances into goals this time. That's it from us. All the best for the rest of the season. Bye. Bye. Okay, very, very quickly, Dave, before we give our thoughts about what's going to happen on Tuesday, who's going to be our referee? Uh, we've got veteran referee Mike Dean from Heswell on the Wirral. He's scheduled to take charge of the match on Tuesday evening, and it's going to be a milestone game for him as well. It'll be his 50th Burnley game. Uh, and the 28th in the Premier League. Uh, in his previous 27 Burnley games at this level, we've won nine, drawn nine and lost nine. Uh, Mike Dean is also the last referee to send off a Burnley player. That was over three years ago in early January 2019, when Robbie Brady was dismissed late in the match in our 2-1 away win at Huddersfield Town. He was also the man, you may remember, who was in charge when we beat Sheffield United 1-0 at Wembley in the playoff final to end a 33-year wait to return to the top flight. Uh, Mike Dean has also taken charge of one previous match between Burnley and Manchester United at Turf Moor. That was a 2-0 win for the visitors in late December 2019. And finally for this section, Stuart Atwell will be the video assistant referee on Tuesday evening. Good stuff. Well, 
I'm not entirely sure I'm going to be able to find the energy to muster up for, for Tuesday's game, Dave, after the highly uninspiring game on, on Saturday evening. But is there any any hope in the depths of hell of Burnley getting in anything other than a nil-nil draw if United fail to score? I'm going to say um... <laughs> It's going to be tough. We know that, and we we said already we don't have a particularly good record against uh, Manchester United at Turf Moor. We just got that one win with Robbie Blake scoring a goal, and maybe it will take something special again to uh, to 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 get a, a win if we manage to do it on Tuesday night. But we have beaten Manchester United at uh, Old Trafford more recently. We had that uh, very good two nil win. We've had some really good results at Old Trafford as well. We had a, a nil nil draw and a couple of. Uh, 2-2 two, two draws and games where we took the lead as well. So it's one of those where, you know, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough game. But on our day, yes, we can beat Manchester United. We have seen that. But we're going to have to create a lot more than we have in the last two games because we haven't really... Um, <laughs> we have to create, create something, Dave. <laughs> we have to create something, exactly. Yeah, we have, we have, clean, clean sheets are fine, but you've got to score a goal at the other end. So we've got to find a, a moment of magic from uh, from Maxwell or... Maybe uh, Vout's going to get on the score sheet in his second game. Good, a little bit of a chance to have another few days training before um, before Tuesday and uh, and get on the wavelength. I think service is the thing they're going to need. They're going to need a lot more service from yeah. midfield. I think in terms of likely starting formations, I think you might be tempted to bring Josh Brownhill um, back into the side. He was obviously suspended, not available on Saturday. I suspect that having him in midfield might give us a little bit more. Um, options in there so that might be one uh, one change that's made um, but yeah other than that it's it's probably going to be uh, same as maybe in terms of the uh, the lineup I don't think we have too many other uh, options do we? Nope, we don't and we're not going to be able to give any creativity to the front two because we don't have any creativity in their midfield but you know what Dave if only we had have had the benefit of about four or five transfer windows when we could have solved our midfield problem. Wouldn't that have been useful? Um, go on then, give me a score prediction. I'm sorry, I'm feeling very, I'm in a very bad mood. We're recording this preview show too close after the Watford game and I'm feeling all, nah. Um, but give me a score prediction, Dave. Cheer me up. I'm going to say that Burnley aren't going to lose <laughs> and we might sneak a 1-1 draw. Okay, 1-1 draw. Wow, that's impressive actually. Who are you going to have as our scorer? Uh, who looked most like scoring on Saturday? Maxwell. Maybe a moment of magic from Maxwell, I think. Ma- yeah. Maxwell Corne gone. Well, that's the thing. If we're looking for a Robert Blake moment, Maxwell's the only one in that squad who can do it. Um, I- I'm not, I've deliberately not given any initial, um, what's the word, judgment, I guess. I don't really like saying the word judgment, but my initial analysis of Vought. Of, 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 um, I'm going to hang fire for now just because it was his first game. He's straight in the Premier League. Um, so I just I don't think that's a fair game to um, judge him on. Although I would say the lad worked his backside off. He was so desperate to try and get on the score sheet. He was so desperate to make something work. You could see the energy in him. You could see him running around. Didn't quite come off for him, um, either in the air or um, in his feet, but... This is first game, so I don't think we can really uh, we put too much pressure on him needing him to score, unfortunately, in that Watford game. Um, so, yeah, I think it's probably going to be Maxwell. I'm going to suggest that Burnley are going to get beat 2-0. <laughs> no, 2-1. I think Maxwell's going to score two. I'm not going to predict to bend me header because that might be reverse psychology. We might win. 
<laughs> if I don't predict a Ben Me header and it comes in, we'll take that. Um, listeners, you know the drill by now. We want some score predictions from you, please. Can you let us have the score? The scorer and how they're going to score. You can tweet us at known and ever. You can leave a comment on our Facebook page or you can email us at previewshow at nonandever.net. Uh, that's it, isn't it? For in terms of, of previewing the show, I'm just just checking. I've not. We've gone through the injury. Yeah, that's it. Excellent. There you go, listeners. Preview show the United game over. Fantasy Premier League update. Today, so with that in mind, let's turn on to a Fantasy Premier League update, which we should have one. We've not had one for a couple of weeks, so we had to wait until after Saturday's match was finished because that concluded game week 23. Um, It does now mean, obviously, we can give some league updates and we can finally find out who is our latest manager of the month. So kick us off, Dave, and give us some updates. Yeah, well, first of all, in the main league table, this is the current state of play and the top five managers are as follows in reverse order. We have uh, Adam Dennett in fifth position. Uh, we have Luke Lambert uh, in fourth. Jaden Fitton in third. Uh, Jacob Sapwell is in second place. And in the lead, still, he's been there a little while now, is Joe Elliott, who has uh, stretched his lead slightly. He's uh, 20, got a lead of 22 points, one four nine four. So he's uh, well out there and still doing r- rather well. Yeah, indeed. Um, I'm presuming there was no movement again in our separate podcast as Mini League since the last update. So can we maybe have a look at the latest team of the week for Game Week 23 instead? Well, I'm going to do January Manager of the Month first. Oh, um, OK. And then move on to the Team of the Week. Yeah. So in, terms, it, in terms of January, uh, I'll give you this in reverse order. We've got a top three, although uh, we've got a third equal. We had two managers who were third equal on 194 points. For January, they were uh, Steve Holden and Josh Utley. Uh, in second place, it came really tight at the end. There's only one point in it. Uh, second place had a really good week. Uh, Lee Banks with 62 points wasn't quite enough because uh, he was in second. And the winner, surprisingly, keeping his uh, place at the top, was doing very well throughout January, despite only getting 36 points last week. Just managed to eke out a win for January by one point was our very own Adam Dennett. Oh wow! So he actually did it. Oh, do you know he he did he did talk in our um in our thread. He was he was he thought at one point that he would be ineligible for none and ever sticker because he's oh. part of obviously team none and ever. But I don't I don't discriminate if you're a part of team none and ever. You can sign a sticker. So. Adam, congratulations. Your tactic of sabotaging all the other managers has worked. And uh, just drop me a WhatsApp for you and let me have your address and I'll send you your sticker. Um, A quick shout out as well. Um, Andrew Smith, was it? Who is the only manager so far to have claimed his none and never sticker. I have it here. There's an envelope with a sticker on it. I did forget to post it because I'm useless. And producer Matt rightly kicked me. Um, So I'm going to walk to the letterbox tomorrow and put it in because that's how you post things uh, so you will get that soon um other managers keep an eye out dave do we have a list of the, the managers we've had so far that we can name we can, can we list uh, them i don't have a separate list they'll be in the old uh, scripts i can uh, yeah. those now. So, i sent them to matt actually matt's got them perfect right producer matt who listens to this obviously because he edits it can you drop us a line with the manager of the months on and we'll do a rally cry for the next 
one and you can claim your stickers and then you send them all out. Um, excellent. Right. Uh, so we've done that. Now, we now we're looking at Team of the Week. Yes, go ahead. Uh, well, we do like to keep you up to date with the Team of the Week. And so here are the best performing players from this round of matches, which has just finished. Um, I think this might be a first. Uh, it might also surprise a few people. But there were five Burnley players in the Team of the Week for Game Week 23. Uh, that's helped by the fact we played twice uh, and also kept a clean sheet in both matches. Uh, most other teams, other than us and Watford, played only once. So that uh, very uh, Burnley-heavy uh, 11 was uh, Nick Pope was in goal and we had a team in a 5-4-1 formation, uh, heavily represented by Burnley defenders with those clean sheets. Uh, we had Tarkey in there. Uh, Eric Peters and uh, Connor Roberts. Uh, and with them were also Ben Meese. We basically had our, our, our entire back five was in there. Uh, and joining them was uh, Chelsea's Thiago Silva. Uh, the midfield four were Matinho of Wolves, uh, John Joe Shelby of Newcastle, Ziyech of Chelsea and Buendia of Aston Villa. And uh, Josh Sargent of Norwich was up front on his own. Um, interestingly, Nick Pope's tally of 19 points was the highest of any player for the last game week, and he's now moved on to 66 FPL points for the season, and is currently Burnley's leading point scorer for the season to date. Good stuff. Well, we're currently planning to record the next preview show for the midweek match against... Oh, Dave, you've not updated our script there, listeners. We'll, we'll have another update when we do the Liverpool preview. <laughs> yes, it is. Listeners, there you go. A little insight into the back room of Nona Never Towers. Every now and again, Dave forgets to update the script. And I nearly told you that we were going to have a, an update after the Watford game, but no, no, no. Well, it feels like we've had enough Watford games. We, we, we think of a Watford uh, preview show every week, don't we? This is it. This literally is going to be the never-ending update. We're just going to be in Watford updates the rest of the season. Yes. So when let's clarify this. We will have another update, won't we, before the next preview show, I think. It falls after game week 24, doesn't it? No, it'll be the one after. Oh, do you know what, listeners? If it's in, it's in. If not, we'll find you something fun instead. So just, just keep an eye out for it. Statman Dave's quiz question. Um, let, let's finish off, Dave. Let's get on to a quiz question. What have you decided to set our listeners this week? Uh, well, our quiz question relates to this um, 5,000th uh, theme, um, and it's uh, relating to the team Burnley played the most matches against. So the question is, which club have Burnley played the most league matches against since the Football League started in 1888? Oh, that is a killer question. Right, well, mm. I'm going to submit my answer straight after the recording, but how do our listeners submit theirs, Dave? Uh, you can get in touch with us. Let us know the answer using any of these methods. You can tweet us or preferably send us a direct message on Twitter so no one sees your answer. Uh, that's at no near never. You can email us uh, to the dedicated preview show email address, which is preview show or one word at no near never dot net. Or you can also reply to the post this preview show on either the no near never Facebook page or on YouTube. Excellent. Um... I think that is going to... Well, actually, they're going to have to be very quick again, aren't they? This is their answers, Dave, because we're going to be recording the Liverpool preview show later on in the week, probably Thursday. Yeah. So yeah, you have between... I think the preview show is going to be Monday, so you've got until Thursday, 7pm, to submit your answers. Only a couple of days, yeah. Yeah, a couple of days. Get them in, get them in listeners. Um, 
Any community news then, Dave, before we wrap up for the night? Uh, well, we've packed more than usual into the preview show tonight, with it being Burnley's 5,000th league game on Tuesday. So just a quick reminder this week that Tuesday night's game is also the annual in-memoriam match. Uh, that's remember those former players, club staff and supporters who sadly died during the last 12 months. Um, it's always a very poignant before kickoff, uh, and especially so for anyone who's been directly affected by the loss of a family member or a friend. So uh, look out for that before uh, kickoff on Tuesday night. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, that's all we have got time for for this midweek edition, listeners. But we'll be back before you know it, ahead of that Liverpool game. My thanks as ever go to everybody who has contributed to making this week's preview show, to Johnny and Oscar for their opposition view as United fans, Turf Moor Stadium announcer Dominic Walker for his specially recorded preview show announcements, to producer Matt for not only knitting this episode together and getting it out there, but also in advance for getting us that list of Manager of the Month winners, um, and to Dave Roberts for researching the Premier um, preview show, Premier League episodes. He puts in a phenomenal amount of work and he is just the absolute MVP of the preview show. Um, last but no means least to you, the listeners, for downloading and listening to this episode. Your support is very much appreciated and we would not be here without you. Um, we will see you. Um, I, I don't really know what our plans are for an analysis show because obviously we've got Watford and United, so I suspect we'll probably try and get one in between those two games and the Liverpool game. Let's see what happens there. Um, but keep an eye out on social media and we will let you know. Um, until we speak to you again, though, do take care of yourselves and take care of your loved ones. I've been Natalie Bromley. This has been the preview show brought to you by the Known and Ever podcast. Until next time. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.